Welcome to Wonder, a podcast for curious kids. Hello, Wonder. Have you ever wondered why chocolate tastes so good? Imagine you are sitting very still with your eyes shut. You place a square of chocolate in your mouth. What happens next? Nothing much at first. Then slowly the lump becomes liquid as it melts on your tongue. A combination of sweet and fruity flavours flood your taste buds. You are basically creating hot chocolate in your mouth and releasing more than 600 exotic molecules over your tongue and up your nose. This is a taste of chocolate, one of the most delicious ingredients in the world. Grown-ups love it. Children love it. Roald Dahl must have loved it. He wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, a book about a boy winning a golden ticket and meeting the most amazing chocolate maker, Mr Willy Wonka. Yes, chocolate is galumptious. It's completely and utterly scrum-diddly-yumptious. And humans have loved it for longer than you might think. Between the 14th and 16th centuries, the Aztecs, who ruled over North, Central and Southern America, consumed huge quantities of chocolate. It was so precious to them that they used cocoa beans as a currency to purchase clothes. But why does it taste so good? In fact, the raw cacao beans taste horrible, fibrously woody, bitter and bland. It takes a lot to turn this tropical rainforest nut into chocolate. In fact, it takes so much effort, you wonder how it was ever invented at all. The fruit of a cocoa tree looks like a purple, leathery mango and grows directly out of the trunk, rather than from any branch. Inside these cocoa pods are about 30 or 40 edible seeds, each the size of a plum, nestled in fluffy pillows of sweet white pulp. At harvest time, the cocoa pods are cut from the trees with machetes and left in heaps to ferment in the sun. They are then dried and roasted, and the roasting causes the white flesh inside the seeds to turn brown, and this creates the nutty caramel flavour that will make the cocoa seeds, or beans, so precious. If you grind the fermented and roasted cocoa beans and add them to hot water, you have the original hot chocolatel made by the Olmecs and the Mayans. They were the first to cultivate chocolate and drank it this way even before the Aztecs. And in parts of Mexico, they still drink it like this even today. But few know that chocolatel actually means bitter water. And when chocolate first arrived in the coffee houses of 17th century Europe, it had to be sweetened with another new ingredient, sugar. But still, it was a gritty, oily, heavy drink, and tea and coffee remained more popular. With the invention of a few new industrial processes, an English firm called Fries and Son created the first chocolate bar in 1847. Yet, despite the addition of 30% sugar, it still tasted bitter. Only three decades later, when a young Swiss company called Nestle began adding milk and sugar to chocolate, did it begin to taste really delicious. Today, chocolate tastes different from country to country. 
This is because the type of milk added to milk chocolate varies throughout the world, as do the beans themselves. In Britain, we use liquid milk with the water removed. In Europe, they use powdered milk. And in America, they use milk that has had some of the fat removed. But whatever chocolate you learn to love as a child, milk or dark, it will probably be your preferred taste for the rest of your life. And the taste of chocolate can be exceedingly tempting. In 2007, a thief stole diamonds worth over £14 million from a bank in Belgium after he bribed the security guards with large amounts of chocolate. Yet what is delicious to some is poison to others. Chocolate is toxic for cats and dogs because it contains a chemical called theobromine. If eaten in large quantities, it will cause them to have a heart attack. And many dogs die every year from eating chocolate, mainly around Easter and Christmas. For humans, theobromine is just a mild stimulant, so death by a chocolate is unlikely, but not impossible. During the Second World War, the Germans plotted to kill the British Prime Minister Winston Churchill with a bar of exploding chocolate. They planned to coat explosive devices with a thin layer of rich, dark chocolate and wrap it in a black and gold paper. Churchill loved champagne, brandy, roast beef and Stilton, so Adolf Hitler's bomb makers must have hoped he had a sweet tooth too. The Germans planned to place the chocolate bombs in the dining room where Churchill and his war cabinet ate. These bars would be packed with enough explosives to kill anyone within several metres. All it would have taken was a single snap of a slab of chocolate and the bomb would detonate. British spies, thankfully, foiled this plot. If not deadly, then sometimes chocolate can be used for really gory purposes. The directors of early horror films liked to use it as a blood substitute. When mixed up into a syrup and smeared around, chocolate can have a very blood-like appearance on screen. The scientific name of a cocoa tree is theobroma, which means food of the gods. And for most of us, chocolate is all about the delight of eating it, or drinking it hot on a cold day, or discovering the Easter bunny has been in your garden. Easter is a festival about the arrival of spring and a time when Christians celebrate Jesus' resurrection. It is also when we eat a lot of chocolate. Traditionally, eggs have been used to symbolise this time of rebirth and people would dye and paint hen's eggs for Easter. Nowadays, the real-life Willy Wonkers, the chocolate makers, understanding the symbolic significance of the egg, make for us a multitude of chocolate-filled Easter eggs beautifully wrapped and brightly coloured. We think of chocolate as being a sweet ingredient, but also as a concentrated source of energy for the human body. And this is why it is often found in the survival kits of soldiers and mountaineers, and in fact, why the Aztecs would drink it just before going into battle. But it also can be used in savoury dishes. It's the basis of the Mexican dish, pollo con mole, which is chicken, cooked in a dark chocolate sauce. But cooking with chocolate is tricky because many of its flavour molecules evaporate or are destroyed by the cooking. And that's the genius of creating a bar of chocolate that melts in your mouth. The flavour is held captive until that moment. Then, and only then, 
does it release those 600 exotic molecules into your mouth and up your nose. But did you know this? The farmers of West Africa, who today grow most of the cocoa beans we eat as chocolate, are very poor. Only after those beans have been dried and fermented, sold and shipped to Europe, and then turned into chocolate by big-name processors and manufacturers, does it actually become a really, truly profitable product. Today the Wonder Podcast was read to you by Thomasina Myers. It was written and produced by Camilla Akers-Douglas.